0: Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Alan Robinson, who is the founder of the Mighty Fine Softwash Company in Australia, based in the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, a unique business opportunity specializing in commercial and residential high pressure surface and gutter cleaning. In this interview, Alan discusses his experience with Mighty Fine so far, how it started, why it is a successful business model, and what to expect when you join the team. Listen on to find out more.
1: Welcome everyone. My name is Ragu from Eden Exchange, and I'm joined by Alan Robertson, who's the founder of the Mighty Fine company. Alan's going to be talking about his franchise network, his strategic priorities when growing the company, the market they're targeting and the type of person that is the right sort of fit for a Mighty Fine franchise. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Alan. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Now, firstly, Alan, can you tell us a little bit about your background and career and how you came to lead the Mighty Fine team?
2: Yeah, look, it's a little bit diverse. Um, my um, first career was in automotive spare parts. I spent 20 years selling spare parts for cars and trucks and machinery. Um, being a bit hands-on after hours helping out some um, some of my clients with some after-hours work to earn a few extra dollars. Um, I did that for about 20 years, but then I left that industry and I went into transport. didn't take long. I became a state manager for a transport company, um, looked after four depots here in Queensland, and we we moved all the sensitive goods. So a lot of my background then became policies, procedures, risk assessments, and, and dealing with people. And uh, and um, that was for about 10 years. After that 10 years, I decided it was time to move back to the family because at that point I was working in Rockhampton, but the family were in, on the Sunshine Coast, so I travelled back with some forge every weekend, and the uh, the travel just became a bit arduous, um, weekend week out. So I moved down here with the family, my wife has got i had a, an interior cleaning company which I became involved in. It didn't take me long to work out that rather than cleaning the interiors, we should be cleaning the outside of the buildings as well. I bought a pressure cleaner and started doing some pressure cleaning, realised that. Pressure cleaning wasn't all it was cracked up to be. um, Particularly with resorts and things like that that I was cleaning, I then began to notice where there was paint and render missing from buildings, and in talking with the property managers found out that that was just an an accepted part of cleaning the outside of a building was that the pressure cleaner guys would would blow off the paint and the render, and they'd have to get it repaired, Um, but it was better to do that than have a dirty building. So that was just accepted in the industry. I um, had to go to the States, and in the States, while I was there on business, I caught up with some guys over that, that SoftWash, and and, and SoftWash is a huge industry in the States, and it's where they apply a, um, a detergent mix at low pressure and rinse off at low pressure, being highly effective, but not not damaging the building in the process. And, and so I uh, I bought some equipment over there, came back here, built a SoftWash system, which was great for washing low story buildings. Uh, I then modified that, um, used a bit of my me- mechanical knowledge and did a bit of research um, to the stage now where I built, bought, excuse me, I built four soft wash systems, and in that um, we've progressed each time to where I can now clean a three-story building from the ground and clean it very effectively, which reduces a lot of the LH&S when it comes to commercial buildings, and and that's I guess where the soft wash has come from and my background in, in getting to the stage.
1: Fantastic. Now, in terms of the mighty fine soft wash concept, now can you tell us a little bit more about that? In terms of how it works, and who are the customers, and, and where does it specifically relate to?
2: Yeah, look uh, with the
1: the, the the Mighty Fine Softwash, which is, is where we started.
2: Um, initially, my, my client base was uh, retail customers, so mum and dad were with with a house, um, the, the roof or the the house were getting dirty. They didn't have the equipment, or they were concerned about the height um, to to get up there and wash it themselves. So. We initially ran the two businesses side by side with interior cleaning and, and the and the exterior cleaning, but it didn't take me too long to work out the potential of exterior cleaning. So I I pursued it in more depth, and as I said prior, we we developed more equipment to to, to do and um, become more effective, I guess, and and to allow us to to do a better clean and and to do it quicker. That that's. And it was twofold. It allowed us to obviously have a higher markup in what we're doing, but also to cause less disruption to the client, which is, was my main concern to start off with. So we developed that equipment, and from developing that equipment, then I, I began to realise that the equipment I developed wasn't just great for retail, but that there was a, a huge market there for the commercial sector. So we then progressed in, into the commercial sector, where we've now washed. Things such as churches. Um, we wash a lot of, of high end resorts, and a lot of really big homes on the canals um, or the beachfront that, that are just big jobs. Um, I'll get a lot of referrals from, from other guys that, that do exterior washing that simply say, hey, we're not geared to do this sort of a, a job, but Alan's got the gear to do it, and um, give Alan a call. So we've developed that and we've become known in the industry as, as having the capabilities to do the big jobs as well. We do a lot of um, things such as airports. We've done a lot of sandstone block buildings um, in the way of churches, um, town halls, um, universities. We've, we've done some universities where we've had to do some multi-story places, three and four stories high. Um, and again, we've got the gear that's been developed over the uh, the time of, of, of mighty fine to to, to to cater for those bigger jobs, uh, which which sets us apart from the rest of the industry. Like um, I guess. In, in saying that, um, we've also developed softwash solutions in, in a way detergent mixes and, and and how to mix them to use a minimum amount of of detergents and bleaching agents to achieve absolutely amazing results without then causing uh, damage to other things in the environment such as plant life and lawns and things like that.
1: Fantastic. Now, in terms of what you're pushing out to market. Is there anything in particular that makes you different from other you know, gutter-style roofing and maintenance solutions out there?
2: Yeah, we are we are very different to most other exterior cleaning companies. The industry norm is to buy a pressure cleaner and use the water as abrasive and blast away like crazy to clean the outside of the building. And that is the industry norm here in Australia. And as Australian blokes, we get a bit gun ho and we blast away everything in sight. And if it's not moving, we turn the pressure cleaner up higher or we get a bit closer with the wind and blast harder. As I've said previously, paint comes off, render comes off, it damages timber, does all sorts of damage and it's just horrific some of the damage that's done by this industry norm of, of, of straight pressure cleaning. With Softwash, what I've developed is, is we're going with that the whole objective is, is to enhance the building. So my my training and, and what, what the way I teach my staff previously is, is we're going, we have a look at the site We work out what's caused the stain on the building. We work out what the building's actually made of, whether it be a timber building, whether it be painted and rendered, whether it be brick, um, whether it be a a steel or colour bond, um, galvanised steel, whatever the case may be. So we've confirmed what's caused the stain, we've confirmed what the stain's actually attached to, and then we blend together a detergent mix, taking into mind those two factors so that what we're going to do is we're going to remove that stain from the building. And we're not going to damage the surface that the stain's attached to. We then spray it on at about tap pressure so it, you could put your hand in front of the hose that we're spraying the detergent mix on and it, it's going to hurt you no more than putting your hand in front of the garden hose. Um, we then let that do its job which takes anywhere from five to 15-20 minutes. We may spray it a second time and then we, we may agitate that with a soft broom and then we rinse off um, using um, tap water at about twice tap pressure. So again, we're not using high pressure and that sets us so much apart from these guys. Again, they're all gung ho just with a pressure cleaner. Um, so in effect, what we do is we, we enter the site, we have a look at the stain, we have a look at the building and then we reverse engineer what we're going to do to come up with a result that's going to enhance that property before we leave. Um, we do that with with all forms of what we do, and um, whether it be um, soft washing a, a building or soft washing a roof, um, right down to... And um, we do use a pressure cleaner at times on hard surfaces, such as a, a driveway or a pathway. But again, before we use that pressure cleaner, we have a look at the surface. We have a look at what's called the staining and, and we mix up a soft wash solution to spray that hard surface with first. And then we use the pressure cleaner basically as a heavy rinse, not not as an abrasive to blast the, the stain off the surface, but just to rinse it away gently. In In doing this, what we've also found is that there's a lot of government requirements as far as um, EPA goes. With where does all that dirty water and detergents go when it comes off a roof or, or runs down a driveway? And um, predominantly, it runs in, into the stormwater. And again, the industry norm is is these guys get in all gung ho. They go as crazy as they can. They cross their fingers and hope they don't get caught and um, wash dirty water down the stormwater. And they get in and they get out. And that does a number of things. First of all, it, it, it damages the environment. But secondly, it also means that quite often they're not doing a great job because we are in such a hurry to get off site that they they aren't very thorough at what they do. And I've developed a a water recovery system. And with that water recovery system, what we do is we we collect that water as it comes off the roof or as it comes down to the end of a driveway and we filter it and we run a, a different solution through that water which will then take away the bleaching agent out of that and we can then... Um, basically, we've reso- recycled that water so it can then be put into a garden bed and sprayed onto a lawn. And moving forward, we'll actually be able to reuse that water again to, to go and wash the next property because it's been filtered and, and recycled so well. So the whole idea is, is is to be sustainable in what we do and, and not create a, another problem by by fixing a problem that we've been asked to go and fix in the first place. So um, th- that sets us apart, I, I believe, hugely from the rest of the industry. Um, Part of our exterior cleaning service is is we vacuum gutters as well. Um, In vacuuming gutters, again, we remove the the debris from whether it be leaves, twigs, um, silt, mud from a a gutter, and then we dispose of it um, in an environmentally friendly way. As a general rule, what's been happening in the past is people get up there with a leaf blower or with a garden hose or even a pressure cleaner, and they blast away inside the gutters to, to get all of that debris out of the gutter. Um, and it goes all over people's lawns, it runs down the side of the house, goes onto the windows, causes just, just an awful mess. And what we do is just so clean. We, in vacuuming, we, we get 99.9% of all the debris out of the gutter and into our vacuum container um, without it going anywhere else. So it, it's a very clean and very efficient system we use to to clean gutters. Um, then to top it off, we, we do exterior window cleaning. Um, with exterior window cleaning, what we do is when we finish washing up the home, is we then use a a system where we can clean the outside of windows um, quickly and very effectively, and and we can do that to buildings up to four stories high from from the ground um, with extendable poles and the training that we we offer to staff and and moving forward to franchisees as well. So in effect, what we do is we offer four services. We offer soft wash, we offer low-pressure pressure cleaning, we offer gutter vacuuming, and we offer an exterior window cleaning service. And where that sets us apart from, from the others is, first of all, we're offering four services, not just one, as, as the pressure cleaning guys do, but it, it also means that um, generally exterior cleaning is, is a very seasonal type type business where if you're, if you're cleaning gutters, um, you'll, you'll have about six or seven months a year where people want to get their gutters cleaned, but the rest of the year they don't think about it. Exterior cleaning of, of a building, again, people look at it and they go, oh, during the summer months we probably won't get it cleaned because it's a high humidity. It's going to cause more mould, so we'll wait until winter before we get it cleaned. Um, what happens with with the um, operation we have is, is we've combated all those seasonal changes so that we keep busy every month of the year, and I believe in doing that we're, we're satisfying the needs of our customers. We've got a very, very happy client base, um, but also moving forward and for the franchisees that come on board with this is we, um, we're offering them continuous income, not an income where it'll be seasonal and there'll be having to go out and market themselves for two or three months a year with very little income coming in because they haven't got the work. It's a continuous flow of, of
1: work, and we've proven that over the years. Fantastic. Now, you we, we just touched on it there about the the opportunity present. Now, for someone thinking about becoming a franchisee with Mighty Fine, you know, what, what sort of support and what sort of system in place is there to ensure – you know, they're growing successfully. And from your end, how big is the market for your services as well? Um, so touching your question is that the size of the market for the services we offer is huge. It,
2: it's, as I said, we, we, we offer our service to both um, retail and commercial clients. So we, we look after the mum and dads, and there's lots of those out there. Um, but then we also look after the commercial sector, and the commercial sector is schools, airports, churches, resorts, um, general commercial buildings as in factories, um, but there's so much market out there um, that's even the, the, the market I have. And the, one of the reasons I've decided to get down that, that franchising role is because oh, I simply can't handle the amount of workload that's coming in. It's, it's been absolutely amazing the way that my services have been taken up by the uh, the, the, the local and um, people in my area and, and even people outside of my area, people that I've done, that contact me and say, hey, you're prepared to travel to do this for us because there's just no one in our area
1: that does this. So the market is absolutely huge. No. Can you just tell us a little about the evolution of the areas in Australia you're targeting and where do you see Mighty Fine in the next year and also five years from now? Yeah,
2: look, Mighty Fine is a growing entity. At the present time, it's based here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And initially I thought the Sunshine Coast, it's a big enough area for one person, you know, but moving forward from that, I suddenly realised that with the four services we offer, Suddenly, the, the potential is absolutely huge moving forward in that I look after four or five suburbs up here on the northern of the Sunshine Coast, and I, I struggle at times to look after four or five suburbs up here on, on the Sunshine Coast. The, the market potential for quality exterior cleaning services is huge all the way around the country. It doesn't need to be because oh, you're on the Sunshine Coast and it's for a humid climate, so there's a lot of mould in the area. And um, You move from here, you move out into some of the, the country areas, and in the country areas that they have... Different problems, but still problems that we can solve. They have a lot of dust and, and silt and dirt in, in the gutters, We, we clean gutters, um, and their homes may not be particularly mouldy because of it being a dry climate, but then they have the problem with wasps nests, they have a problem with spider webs. they have a problem with dust and dirt over their homes. And, again, people take in their house or, or their home. And um, Commercial buildings, again, the same. It doesn't matter whether you're here on the coast or you're at the back of going under the windy. There's still um, cleaning issues on the outside of a building that we can cater for. So our market is, potential is is all around the country and it just means that we're using a different solution to clean a building in Gundawindi than we use here on, on the Sunshine Coast. But we've got those solutions and we've got the ability to clean those buildings and, and come up with the same results. So as we say, the market potential there is, as far as where do I see Mighty Fine in, in 12 months and where do I see it in five years? Mighty Fine's a growing entity and the Mighty Fine is something I'm very proud of and, and I'd like our franchisees to be proud of as well. And the idea behind this is to grow a, a solid business, a sustainable business, and a business that, that helps um, other people here, here in Australia to, to achieve what they would really love to achieve, but maybe there's to be concerned about taking that first step. And in, in doing that, we'll, we'll create – and I, I would like to think um, some long-term franchisees that, that really enjoy what they do, they're very passionate about it, and they enjoy the lifestyle that goes with it. So um, over the next 12 months and the next five years, I'd like to see us expand um all around the country um probably initially here on the east coast um, and and then and then from there to south australia and northern territory and west australia and and probably even down into, into tasmania um, it, it's 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 a business which can go all around the country and in five years' time I believe that with the systems we've got and the constant um r and d that I' put into the business that we then maybe look at going to um, an international market as well but My main aim here is is to build a strong network of franchisees here in Australia which are exceptionally well supported and are proud of what they've got.
1: And now given that market, what sort of opportunity is there for a franchisee and what sort of support does the Mighty Fine team provide them?
2: Yeah, the support and and training that we offer our franchisees is is probably second to none. Um, A a lot of franchises, I guess franchises – generally fall into two categories. One is, is where they offer a huge amount of training up front, but then they believe you've learned everything and you don't need all the support ongoing. The, the other side of it is the, the franchisors that, that, that take on a franchise and go, this is easy, and just come and, and have a quick look at this and then you'll be right, and away they go. And Our, our training and support initially is very in-depth, but it's, it's, it's ongoing support. So we start our training and support – once someone is ready and ready to come on board, is I'll spend um, two to three days in their suburbs, in their territory, and we'll go knocking on doors. So we'll go in and introduce ourselves to body corporates, to people like real estate agents in their property management section, um, even the salespeople as well, um, and other commercial entities such as schools, and we'll then explain to them that this is what we've done. I've got the track record on, on the board. I've got before and after photos. We've got everything there to, to assist the new franchisee. But in what we're doing is, is when we're t- taking away the cold calling for that franchisee initially. So the, the biggest one of the biggest problems of building a franchise and, and building a client base is getting around the, the cold call factor, and that's what concerns a lot of franchisees when they come on board is how am I going to get clients? And with Mighty Fine, we're here to help our, our franchisees to get, to get clients. So the way we do that is, is we go into their territory before they even learn how to how software, so go to self-wash or to to vacuum, and we go and knock on doors and we go, hey, this is Bill. Bill's about to become a franchisee of our system, and we'd like to let you know what Bill's going to be able to do um, to help you with your business moving forward. So that takes away the cold call factor. So that when Bill has got finished his full training and he's got his equipment, and he's back in his territory. They're warm calls for Bill now. They're not cold calls. He knows the people at the schools. He knows the people at the real estate agents. So it's not so scary to go and knock on the door and say good day. And that's what we're all about. So we start off by introducing Bill to clients and people he's never even met before. So we take away that, that, that fear factor there. We then do training here up here in Noosa, which is approximately five days training. With that five days training, we do a um, an ro a working heights course, a working safely on a roof course. And we also spend some time talking with an accountant about the administration side of the business because a lot of guys are really good at hands-on. But where they suffer or where they fail is in the back office, getting paid for the work they've done and following up on, on other, other bits and pieces in, in that back office type situation. So the accountant sits down with them and ex- explains them what's required and through that they then decide with them whether they, they're capable of doing that and or whether they need to employ a bookkeeper and on a casual basis just to give them a hand to, to move forward. But it's very important that the new franchisee just doesn't understand how to do the hands-on gear, but he understands or she understands the office side of things as well, because that's what makes it tick. If if we don't get the office thing right, and it doesn't matter how good we are at cleaning a building, and we're not going to make it. So it's very important that we spend time on that tra- in that training session, just running through the basics of the office side of things, so that the new franchisee is aware of what he or she needs to be doing, or what he or she needs to have someone on a casual basis give them a hand to do, and it, so that that's that's a very important part of the training. Obviously, we do the hands on training as far as the the soft washing, the go vacuum, the pressure cleaning, the window cleaning. That goes without saying that it's, it's very important that these guys and all girls know how, how to do that. And then once that training is all over and done and they go back to their territory, we then follow it up with more training in their territory where they're hands on using their gear and I'm on site and with them for the first day and probably getting involved and in, in doing the work with them and then moving forward from that for the second or third day, where I tend to be an observer. Um, offering advice if needed or if asked, but letting them do their thing so that that they feel comfortable doing their thing without someone actually there doing it for them. So um, that's the initial training package, but then the training package then moves forward from that to where we'll have training videos on the website where the the franchisee, if if he or she has a a job they're about to do or they've turned up on site and need to do and they're not quite sure how to do it, they can log on to the website and there'll be a training video there which will show them that job being done so they can step through it and do the same thing. If they can't find it on the website, it's a phone call, and I've got a wealth of knowledge, and I'm more than happy to share that knowledge with the, with the franchisees to help them be successful as well.
1: Fantastic. And now for the franchisee themselves, I mean, what sort of background do you think is highly suitable for someone to make a real success with Mighty Fine? Yeah, look, to start off with it, they, they
2: have to have a drive to, to want to do something for themselves. Um, There's a lot of people out there who are employees at the moment that would love to do something for themselves. They have their drive, but they're either scared to to take that step or they just don't know how to do it. So initially, that's the sort of person we're looking for. It's the sort of person that we can help to to achieve their dreams and their goals. But it's also someone that is physically fit because we won't kid ourselves here. It's it's manual work. It's not heavy manual work, but it is manual work. So they have to be physically fit and able to, to climb a ladder and a um, at times maybe to walk around on a roof. We don't need to be walking around the roof all the time. It's just easier to, to work from a roof than just to work from a ladder. So but it's someone that is physically fit, obviously, it is is part of what's required. But someone who's got the drive to, to get out of bed in the morning and to get up there and do it and be self-motivated. We're here and be more than happy to talk to people on a daily basis to get get them going and, and get them on track. But ultimately, these people as they come on board as franchisees, they're working within the system that i've created um, but that system still needs motivation from the person that's doing it and and as i say we, we won't kid ourselves there i'm not looking for people to buy a franchise and then expect to become a millionaire by sitting down and waiting for it to happen because it doesn't work that way but it's a fantastic feeling when you get out there and you do it and you're earning the money for yourself you're becoming self-sufficient doing fantastic work and you sit back at the end of the day and you go look at that building there that that was nothing like that when I started this morning. Look at it now; it looks absolutely awesome. And it's people with passions what I'm looking for, and it's people with passion I can work with because they're the same as I am. So it's they need to be fit, they need to be self-motivated, but they need to be passionate about what they're doing, and they need to have a reason for doing it. And um, my reason was because I want to spend more time with the family, and this business gives me that, that lifestyle choice. In that, sure, I'll work hard when I'm working, but I've got choices as as to when I work. Um, you know, I'll clean a shopping centre. And cleaning shopper centre means working after hours. But, and that's great, but there's no problem with that because I then take some time off um, during the day to spend time with my family. And, and that's what this business is all about. It's like giving you that, that flexibility. And if you've got the motivation to get there and do it, to be able to spend time with the family as well as earn a good income. And that's, that's where we come from.
1: Excellent. it is quite appealing. I mean, it really is that attitude first, the, the drive to, to make a go of your own business. And the structure is in place there. But there's also responsibility on that the franchisee to make a goal of it. You've set up that the pathway to success for them. Now, in, in terms of the next steps with Mighty Fine, there'll be people interested. You know, just listening to this would want to get that connection with you and, and take the next step. You did touch on this further, and we do encourage anyone interested to to pop their name down. You'll have a Contact Us box near the podcast, and the team will get the ball rolling with your um, uh, with your journey with Mighty Fine Softwash. Alan, and what's your process once someone's come in and you want to get them used to you know your methodology and systems? What's your first step in getting them introduced to the system? Yeah, I, I guess after a vetting process, because at the end of the day, it's important that, it's, that as
2: a new franchisee comes on board is that they can work in the systems we've, we've produced because we produce systems that work. and um, So we have a vetting process to, to ensure that the person is, is or people are, um, are comfortable working with me, and that I'm comfortable working with them. And, and once we've got past that vetting process, then we take it one step further and we, we invite them to come and spend a day with us, and where we'll, we'll go out and, and we'll do some work, and, and so they can understand what we do and how we do it. And moving forward, for me, if they're happy with that, um, then we get down to the nuts and bolts of, of what's right behind us.
1: Thanks, Alan. Look, anyone listening, if there, there'll be plenty of people looking to take that first step into business ownership or they're already experienced and looking to take the plunge, what's one thing you'd want to leave them with to think about with the mighty fine opportunity? I'd like to think that maybe it doesn't matter what
2: industry we're in, but life is all about choices. And in making a choice, we make good choices and bad choices, but at the end of the day, you need to make educated choices. And if anyone's got any questions at all about the business that, that I've played over the last three and a half, four years – I'm more than happy to talk to them about it and to sit down with them, whether it be face-to-face on a Zoom call or just simply on the phone and talk more in depth about that and see whether this business is suited for them because it's very, very important that if they're ready to take that plunge, that they make it an educated choice. And if after a phone call they decide it's not for them, that's fine. I don't mind spending time with someone to help them clarify what it is they're looking for. But if it is and they believe it's what they're looking for, well then that's absolutely awesome and I'm happy then to take it further and, and sit down for a long time and discuss more in depth what we can do and together to build, help them build their business.
1: Thanks so much for that, Alan. Look, fantastic hearing about the business, the growth prospect. Would love to have you on again soon for an update on how your, your growth journey is going and also your any new franchisees who come along board to take up the offer. Uh, we'd love to hear from them as well. Now, anyone interested, we reiterate, please put your name down and we'll get you in touch with Alan straight away to get your application and process going with Mighty Fine. Again, Alan, pleasure having you on and hope you um, can come again soon for an update. Terrific. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much, Alan.
0: Bye-bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this subset, we spoke to Alan Robinson who is the founder of the Mighty Fine Softwash Company in Australia, based in the Sunshine Coast, Queensland. To find out more about Alan and the Mighty Fine Company, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to our series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.